What is up, everyone? Welcome to a very special episode of the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Upgrade U 2.0. Now, if you've been on social media lately whatsoever, you might have been hearing all kinds of dates being thrown around, uh, all kinds of terminology, doomsday type stuff. And I have got to speak on this today because I feel like God has laid a very powerful message on my heart for everyone. This one is not for uh, a Christian community or the Muslim community or for the Zoroastrian or the agnostic or the New Age or any type of community other than the community of the world. One consciousness, one love, Christ consciousness, the mind of God. And I wanted to talk specifically to anyone who gets what I'm saying today and who you are as the mind of God. Now, I'm going to uncover a lot of that terminology in this broadcast. And I'm going to go outside now because it's a beautiful day and we're going to go get in the sun. Um, I'm going to uncover a lot more of what I'm talking about here in just a second. Uh, Punky Peaches, what's up? Torg, what's up? How are you doing? Hope you're having an awesome day. Uh, Traylon, thanks for being here. Uh, thank you, Punky Peaches. I hope you're having an awesome day. I put this up here because I was watching a movie called Zeitgeist today. And if you haven't watched it, um, it's, it's quite disturbing, but, but really awe-inspiring. And it goes through and it shows all the different iterations of Christ and how the story of Christ is basically just taken... Uh, almost verbatim in some points from Egyptian and Sumerian and Greek and different types of cultures. But here's what I want to propose, something a little different than what the movie proposes. I propose, guys, what if, what if Christ has entered every eon, every timeline, every culture, every faith, every tribe and community on this earth? And what if he has done it over and over and over and over? What if the Son of Man is the Son of Man, the light of humanity? And what if he's in every single one of us? And that's the deep message he's been coming since the beginning of time to reveal to us and separate himself and us from the extraterrestrial gods. Now, I talk about that and you may go, wait a minute, the guy's talking about UFOs now. What's going on? Guys, we see all over the place, all over culture. I did a video on Marvel lore today. You see extraterrestrial gods, superpowers, all these things. What, what, what is the world talking about right now? What are all the things on horizon with uh, you know, eternal life and things like that coming from uh, these matrix sources, these physical sources, when we've been told a much different story all along, those with eyes to see and ears to hear? So, uh, Punky Peaches says, absolutely. Yeah, totally, totally. So, I hope you guys are tracking with me. If you have questions, drop them down below. This is live, so I can answer questions. Uh, goal of life was to replace objective reality with VR imagination forever. Uh, needed good deeds. Um, things aren't random. You live in a computer age, human brain, iPhone, VR. Not another time. Yeah, we absolutely live in a computer age, but I also think that everything that we see around us is a simulation. And even people like Elon Musk have mentioned things like that. Um, I see it whenever I start, you know, uh, doing a great episode like this. I'm outside. Uh, you got a fly epidemic in West Texas now. Um, the train goes by any time I start speaking on these things that are really... Uh, really light people up on the inside, not not ignite uh, debate or anything, but really light people up in their truth uh, of who they are. And I think that that's really important to keep doing that um, and that the Matrix is always uh, wanting to remain uh, in authority. When Christ came in his authority, you know, he told the demon he didn't he didn't sit down and light candles and uh, you know, get sage and holy water and everything. He legit told the demon, go. Go. That was the authority he had. That was the authority he imparted upon us. The authority over all of this. 
that we think is happening to us without our control. We are co-creators in a reality, an authentic reality. And, and guys, I, I just see this deeply today, and I don't know why I had to... I had to get on the horn today. I had to talk about this with you guys specifically because it's, it's one of the most important messages I think we can have for right now, especially with all the dates flying around, uh, all of the people saying this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, guys. But I think for those of us with eyes to see and ears to hear, those of us who are awake to who we are, and by the way, I know who you are. I know who you are. Because Christ said we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Not the one that was jealous and had punishment and came down in fire and smoke and gave commandments. Do or don't do, I will throw you in the pit. And I don't pretend to understand the differentiation on that. But I have uncovered some data. If you want to watch that video... It's on my YouTube channel. It is, Is Yahweh the Father that Christ spoke of? That's that video. It's a great, great video if you get a chance to check it out. So, uh, Jesus plus Lucifer equals Morning Star. See, I'm telling you guys, the Jesus thing is something that I think we need to be aware of because I think a lot of people are looking in the sky for an icon to appear they're looking for that person when Christ said the kingdom comes not with signs in the sky. It does not come on a cloud, but it is within you. It is within me. The Gospel of Mary Magdalene says the Son of Man is within you. Now, watching Zeitgeist today, the sun, sun worship in Egyptian times, and in Mesopotamia and you know all these ancient cultures, sun worship. And then you get the word sun, S-O-N. Of course, it was something different back then. But all of these things are tied together in meaning. And so if, the sun, if, if Mary Magdalene, if the Gospel of Mary Magdalene is true, which I believe these Nag Hammadi scriptures, Dead Sea Scrolls, all of that stuff, I think it's for the time now. I think that knowledge is being re-revealed to humanity and if, so if that's true, the Son of Man is within you. What does that mean? The Son as in the birth of, but that ties to you're the Son of a Man too. None of us are on this earth right now. Our science isn't quite that good without some sort of male intervention, be it through a test tube or other means. So we're all sons or daughters somehow of man, humanity. Why would Christ keep calling himself that over and over and over? But also a deeper meaning of that is the Son of Man, the light of humanity is within you. The light of humanity is within us. We are all one with our Father. Amen. Uh, hey, how are you doing? Continued. Um, hell is existing forever in diabolical torture. Perfect life God instinctively abhors imperfection. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, hey, cool glasses. Thank you. These are actually sunglasses that I got with regular lenses in them. Um, they'll, they'll get dark if I'm actually out in the sun. But uh, Punky Peaches says, agreed. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So, um, Positivity with Chris. How can I become a millionaire ASAP? Man, if, that, if you're asking that question, brother, I'm telling you, ask better questions. I've been trying my whole life to become a millionaire. And I've made good money in the past, and I've lost it all. What did King Solomon say? He gained the whole world. The whole world. And it was all for naught. All for naught. The new Elvis movie with Baz Luhrmann directed. If you haven't watched Elvis that Baz Luhrmann directed, I highly recommend it, and here's why. Reviews on it are mixed, whatever. 
But guys, I think Baz Luhrmann, say what you will about him. I don't, I mean, I don't know anything about him other than I've watched his movies and there's some depth to them. The very end of this movie, I want to show you guys, he had in there what I believe that Elvis is an archetype for King Solomon. King Solomon said that, that quote, and that quote is in the Elvis movie. I've gained the whole world and I have nothing to show for it. It's all for naught. And I want to show you this, guys. I got a screenshot of it. If you have not watched that movie, this is not a spoiler, but it's at the very end credits, and this is mind-blowing because the symbolism in the movie is really deep, and there is a deeper esoteric message about it. In fact, the message I've been talking about with Yahweh being an extraterrestrial maker God and the Father that Christ spoke of being truth and light and love and ascension there is definitely something about that in there. In fact, Tom Hanks's character at one point um, is talking about, you know, the dichotomy between them. You know, we go back and forth, we go back and forth, and, you know, I have purchased you, and, like, I can't even remember the lines specifically, but it's very Yahweh and Israel imagery, and... What Elvis is saying in that moment is kind of like he's found what he really wants in life. He's found what he really, what really is his truth. He's really found ascension and light. This is at the end, guys. The end credits are adorned with this imagery. I mean, I see Egyptian imagery and Sumerian imagery and Hebrew all over this. There's a much deeper message going on right now. And I think one of the spiritual laws is that truth always has to be shown no matter what the matrix wants. That truth will always come through. It may come through in symbols. It may come through in signs. It may come through in every time you look at the clock, you see 111. Or you see that it's 616. Or you see that it's 333. Whatever those signs are. And I'm not saying, you know, we're supposed to be asking for all these big signs, but I'm saying there's always ripples in that matrix. And I've got a whole podcast on a ripple in your matrix. Um, Let's see. Uh, This is the end credits of the Elvis movie, by the way. So, uh, yeah, very evil character played by Tom Hanks, you know. And then he tries to make himself elevated. Think the whole time. The whole time in the Old Testament, Yahweh is talking about how great he is. El Elyon, God Most High, the Father that Christ talks about, never talks about how great he is. He just has people that seek him and seek that and go out and love others and help others and elevate people. And so the movie Elvis, the new Baz Luhrmann one, 616, yes, all the time. See, even, and I did a podcast, or I did a a drop today on one of my videos talking about Stan Lee, the creator of Marvel, or one of the creators of Marvel. Definitely took it where it went, but, um, you know, I think he got it too. Symbolism all over the place. Why is one of the universes 616? By the way, the original mark of the beast, 666, was 616. Why would that be that in Marvel, there's a universe called 616? Because that universe is run by the beast. And everyone that's waiting for the mark, everyone that's waiting for all of this stuff, I think we've had it for a long time, guys. I think... It's metaphysical, and anything we see physical is just an archetype and an outward sign of an inward agreement we've already made. I hope you guys are picking up what I'm saying here today. I'm not here to be conspiracy, nothing like that. I'm not here to... That's not my point in this. This is just for those with eyes to see and ears to hear. If you understand what I'm saying, everything that unfolds from here will be renewal. The new you 2.0. A new timeline. How many things have I found recently on the podcast? If you guys listen to me regularly. The Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. If you have not checked that out. 
go subscribe to it on all the platforms. It's on Spotify, Apple. It's over on my YouTube channel. How many times have I talked about in that what I've found about the rapture? In Enoch, we don't see a rapture where all of a sudden all the good people are taken up into the sky. We see a rapture where they actually inherit the earth. And it says that the evil that is in power will be dethroned. So, I don't know, guys. I just think, I think there's more. I think there's more than, you know, we try to put it in a little box. And religion, this isn't against any particular religion. I just mean in general, all of these systems of faith that we have try to tell part of the story and make sense and wrap our mind around part of it when we've had Christs over and over and over and over. What is my archetype? My archetype is Christ, Vox. And by the way, so is yours. If you, if you allow it and if you invite it. That's because I think Christ didn't come to create a church or a religion or a doctrine or a dogma. I think he came to create Christ's. I think he came to make us seeds of the kingdom on the earth. If you've watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and you see where Peter Quill's father, Ego, is going around planting seeds of himself on planets so that he can take over. Now, he has malicious intent, obviously, but that idea of seeds of light, we can always sow seeds of light. I haven't always sown seeds of light, guys. I tried to sow... You know, I tried to destroy myself for a long, long, long time. Even in ways when I thought I was helping myself, I was religious now and I had faith and I was trying to be a good person. I was still destroying myself because I was holding myself to this old law. These ten commandments. You know, there was a, there was a law given originally that Moses destroyed. And then he rewrote it. In the original one, the lore is, the, um, the idea is behind it that they were written on sapphire-like tablets that glowed and were very ethereal or almost extraterrestrial, but they were broken. Yahusha and Christ, two different things. I agree with that because that's what I'm talking about. The Jesus narrative, I grew up in the evangelical you might call me deconstructed. I don't know what you want to call me. But I grew up in that whole timeline, that whole period of what would Jesus do? And the Jesus freaks and everything. And I love DC Talk. I always loved that album. But he's become something altogether different to me. And the whole... Uh, I mean, of course, you know, Christ walking on the earth in, in Hebrew times, that Christ, that iteration of Christ. I'm not talking about the Horus iteration or all these others. There's a bunch of different ones in Mesopotamia, uh, Greeks, in uh, Egypt, all these different um, iterations, what I think are actually incarnations of Christ throughout history. And I think he's never stopped and in every one of those timelines, he's a martyr. Every one of those timelines, he brings a word of love and unity. In every one of those timelines, the Matrix takes him out. And so he hasn't stopped bringing that message. And here's my question. At what point are we going to pick that message up and actually believe it? And I'm not talking about believe it as in I believe this dogma. I'm talking about belief that is both understanding where you rest under it, but understanding where it becomes part of your being. That understanding that surpasses understanding. Where you actually know who you are. Where we actually realize that we are the community. We are Christ. The body of Christ, we've made it into, well, we're the lower parts of him. 
Well, of course, he's the head. He's come over and over and over in the fullness, and he sowed those seeds. But is the finger any less, is the thumb any less than the pinky? Depends on if you play guitar, you might use them all. So why, because we're the body of Christ, do we count ourselves as mere followers rather than imagers of our Father? That doesn't mean that I'm perfect, by the way, because I'm still in flesh, I'm still in this matrix, but my spirit, finally, finally, my consciousness was caught up to God in 2020. It was raptured in 2020. Everybody's waiting on the rapture. Yeah, I think there'll be a rapture, and I think it'll be extraterrestrial, and I think a lot of people will think it's something. Because it's interesting how that narrative, when I grew up in the 90s, I thought the narrative, we were the only ones that knew. And when that happens, you know, nobody will know where we went. And now I'm on the other side of the coin wondering, what if the rapture did happen in 2020? What if raptures happen all the time in every age? The great awakenings, those that are caught up in spirit to God and are now connected and plugged into the divine matrix rather than the physical matrix. Uh, Nikki says, hmm, yeah, hmm, indeed, hmm, indeed. It's just a thinker. I don't know. I'm not here to tell you guys I know anything. I'm telling you, here's what I'm experiencing. And so I'm not here to preach or teach to anyone other than I have these inspirations. I have these thoughts. I think about them all day. I do this full time. I have made some really hard decisions in my life. I gave up my business. I gave up a lot of friends. I gave up my church. God had to take some of that away from me, by the way. He'll always meet you there. You start giving stuff up, he'll give some stuff up for you. Vox says same, absolutely. Religion pigeonholes uh, the all, leaving plenty of room for misinterpretation, Mandy Faye says. Amen, Mandy. Uh, I totally agree with that. And again, this is in all respect to all religions, because there's not a lot of people showing up on here that are trying to bring a universal message. And that's what I'm bringing. I'm not affiliated with any, any certain walk of faith here, nor am I married to any set of ideologies. I am here because I am a deep soul searcher. My entire life, nobody's ever understood me. I've had a hard time keeping friends. I'm super ADD. I'm weird. My mind tracks on planes of existence that most people will never be comfortable even thinking about, much less experiencing and going there and trying to understand the truth about it. They're my dogs. I got to play every day about this uh, about this time in the live stream. So, uh, you vibe to James from my vision, Vox. What was your vision? Share your vision. I'd love to hear that. So. Um, Mandy says same I'm the town weirdo yeah absolutely I mean I had a beautiful house out in the country guys and I had some some good contracts around town I was a businessman you know marketing I mean I was still able to be you know creative and, and somewhat whimsical around that but once I started really leaning into who I am like who God made me to be I'm a piece of God and why was I trying to cover that up and drown that for so many years in alcohol and self-doubt and denial and money? You know, I never got, like, you know, life-changing wealth or anything, but I always chased, like, you know, I knew I could go out and earn money and bring value to people and get more clients and build something, and I was doing that. But when, the day I said yes to God for real and I said I'm ready to step into my destiny, I'm ready to step into my life's work, that's when like all this stuff started having to leave my reality. That was the most uncomfortable thing. Like somebody said the other day on a TikTok, I wish I knew who it was and I'd shout him out, but she said that the way God manifests with us 
is when we say what we want and we really mean it and we really believe it, he starts taking away everything that doesn't serve that timeline. And that is so true, guys. Dude, tell us about Enoch and the tree of knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to go in because the dogs are going goofy out here. So I'm going to go sit in the house for a minute and finish this broadcast. You guys keep playing. Wear yourself out. Weather's changing back and forth. I'm feeling it. The dogs are feeling it. I think the whole timeline of reality, like the whole quantum realm, spiritual realms, everything are changing right now. Um, Lots of stuff going on. I I definitely don't want to get into any kind of... uh, talks about that because algorithms don't love that so um but just be prepared be prepared to take care of your family and your neighbors be prepared to love people and remember that we are co-creators of this reality and just because there's prophetic timelines that play out does not mean that we don't have collective consciousness of creating how this plays out Whether it be 2022 or 3022, I don't know, guys. I'm not here to tell you I know. I'm just saying there's a lot of talk right now about end times, and I'm just not that guy. I've never been the doomsday guy. All it's ever done is fill me with fear and doubt, and I've heard that my God is nothing but love, reassurance, light, and ascension, so... Mandy says, we are the ones, uh, the blank fear. i got to put blank in there because that's a, that's a word on here we can't say. Uh, the faces that they don't want on the TV, the voices they don't. Uh, yeah, but what's really cool, guys, is this message is out there now. We've got podcasts. We've got YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. And, and it's not just me. There's a lot of people bringing this message, and they're all, they're all bringing their own brand of it, which I love. Like, you know, it's like the gathering of the tribes. If you're here on my channel and you resonate with this, we're all a part of this tribe. There's people on other channels that have that tribe and that tribe and that tribe, and that's what's really cool. So about Enoch and the tree of knowledge. Enoch and the tree of knowledge. So... That's what I talk about in Genesis. I believe that there's two different Genesis stories. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. People argue with me on this, but once you start reading it this way and you see all of the things that are in the biblical texts that back this up, and especially if you read extra biblical texts, um, then you start to see this common thread of like extraterrestrial intervention throughout history. And I'm a big ancient astronaut theorist. So I believe that there's an original creation that the Godhead created, the Father, the Mother, the Son. Why we don't talk about that, I don't know. I don't have proof of that, guys. I just know in my heart somehow the Father, the Mother, and the Son. What is the Son? The Son is the product of the love of the Father and the Mother, the divine creative energy, the masculine, the feminine. Um, That energy together created what? Everything. Everything. It says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Nothing was created that was not created through the Word. And then we translate that and we go, Oh, that's the Word, the spoken Word. God spoke and it was, well, okay, sure, whatever. Like vibrations are super important. But the Word, that Greek word is logos. Logos means divine expression or computation. So you might translate that to divine computation. So the divine order and computation of everything lies in what? The Logos of God, the Word of God, which was fully present in who? Jesus Christ. And how many others, as we've talked about throughout history? I think that's one of the biggest problems. We try to say he came once and for all in that middle timeline, and you wonder what happened before, what happened after. Like, what if he's still here? What if he's still here speaking through all of us? What if, by the way, he came to give a deeper message than put me on a pedestal and worship me, 
But hey, by the way, you are the mind of God because I am the love of God, the Divine Father, the Divine Mother, present in this reality. Now that's where I get Genesis 1. You see that creation. You see where it says Elohim. And if you read the World English Bible or the Names of God Bible, it will put these names in there for you so you don't have to like go look at all the Hebrew and back and forth. So if you read Names of God or World English Bible, it really helps because in Genesis 1, it says, you know, Elohim created and it was good. Elohim created them male and female and it was good. And then in Genesis 2, it finishes that story in the first like four verses of Genesis chapter 2. And then it says, you know, and it was finished and, he, and they called it good. And then in Genesis 2, it goes on, it says, and then it introduces Yahweh Elohim. So if you read it like any logical person would read it, and you go, okay, Genesis 1 ends in Genesis 2, and it says, you know, that that was finished and it was good, and then it introduces, seemingly introduces, it's, it doesn't separate the story, it introduces Yahweh Elohim, and it says he made he made, he made, he made. And by the way, he made Adam, the first physical man, or whatever creation, you know, maker uh, product that you want to call it. And that he had to put him in a deep sleep and take a rib from him. What's in a rib? Marrow. What's in marrow? Genetic material. And he made the woman, the helper. Well, why did he have to do that if there was already the feminine and the masculine created in the divine, perfect creation that Elohim created? I'm just asking the right questions, guys. I don't have something that nobody else has. I'm not saying I'm a prophet. I'm not saying I'm a teacher. I'm not saying I'm a pastor. I'm just saying these are the crazy questions I've had my whole life. And somebody had to start asking them. And that somebody is me and a lot of other people. Thank God there's, there's other people asking these questions. Like I said, nobody has like the same brand on this because this belief system hasn't come from anything we've read or learned specifically. It's just like a light bulb came on and now we saw it that way. Several of my friends here on TikTok have had similar messages about the Yahweh deception and what that really looks like and how does that affect the rest of the biblical texts. Well, it makes more sense when, when Christ is kind of angrily talking about this old law and angrily talking about uh, you know, him fulfilling it and you know, he said it is finished and it's like he's and then he talks about, you know, um, they're at the, the base of Mount Hermon where the watchers fell. And he's talking about the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Well, that was the gates of Hades there. It was going up to the mountain. So if you understand geographically where he was, where he talked about that, then it's talking about the watchers. He's like coming against the gods. I know. I'm going to let my dog in now. Um, and Michael Heiser, Dr. Michael Heiser, has a really, really good book on this called Reversing Hermon. And it's on my Amazon page, too. If anybody wants to support my ministry and, and learn more, you can go read his book. And his book is fantastic. Um, God is looking for the archetypes to tie up the karma. Amen. Um, okay, so the tree of knowledge. This is where, sorry, I'll finish that one and then I'll answer some more questions. The tree of knowledge. I'm sure you can hear my dog drinking. So this is just, this is always live, guys. I do the, the, the broadcast live. So you guys get to just join me in life. Um, I try to be professional some days and sit at the computer with the microphone. But today was a weird day and it's a weird time we're entering. And, you know, you may see more of me just like this kind of off the cuff stuff without the prepared, you know, thing that I'm going to do. But. Um, so the tree, here's where it's interesting. So if, if that's true, if I'm right about that, I'm not saying I am, but it does start to make sense when you think about Genesis one, divine, original creation, Genesis two, 
becomes a place where now the Garden of Eden no longer is this perfect place, but rather a prison. Why are they able to walk with God in the prison? Because God is physical. Because the God created as physical as the extraterrestrial that created the garden, the perfect prison, why would the snake then come and say, hey, if you just eat that apple, if you just take that fruit, you're going to get an upgrade and you're going to see the truth. You're going to see through the matrix. You're going to understand where you are and that you're naked and that you don't have what you used to. You're going to realize ego and all of these things and sin now comes into the world. There's a great place in uh, the Gospel of Mary Magdalene that I'm this fly epidemic going on in our city because our city quit picking up trash. Uh, they're only doing it once a week now, and so there's flies everywhere here in West Texas. You've probably heard about it on the news. It's super fun. Um, but anyway, you get you get deeper into that idea. Just that, and the reason I keep doing these guys is because I work it out in my head by doing this like this. And you guys who've been following me for a while start to pick up what I'm talking about and go, oh, I see that, and I'm putting the pieces together, and I'm thinking for myself now. And that's the only reason that I'm doing this, because I believe God has called me to share this stuff um, and, and build this community and actually be one mind. And so the garden, they get kicked out. Well, why? Because of this knowledge, because of this, this somehow they got upgraded where... Now they even have the potential to realize they were under a spell uh, or a dream. Uh, if you've noticed all the dream iconography going around um, throughout society right now, like, you know, it's, it's everywhere, guys. It's everywhere. Um, those with eyes to see and ears to hear. That's, that's all it is. So uh, Somebody says, I give up. Your, uh, your something is stronger than mine. Man, I don't do any of that. I'm just... Uh, this is all, this is all inside me. So sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I, I used to be that guy back in college, but, uh, I'm, I mean, I still like tie dye, but you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't really go in for that kind of thing anymore. So, uh, again, this is just all, I, I pray a lot. I meditate a lot. I play hand pans. Um, I read a lot. Um, and I seek deeply and I've asked and I ask every day for God to open my eyes. So, um, that's what happens. I mean, you can rip your third eye open with, with substances or you can, uh, activate it naturally. And it doesn't come from trying to do any certain, you know, process physically. It is more, um, it's, it's, it's within, it's deeper. It's meeting the Christ within you and asking God asking the father to open that eye uh, a lot of people want to talk about the third eye being evil but that's how you see through the matrix that spiritual eye um let's see the devil knows the bible too absolutely what's the greatest deception though that the devil ever did he made himself god Oh, I like to ask to open my eyes. Nice. I'm going to ask too. Nikki, absolutely. Very, very. I mean, that's been one of the biggest life-changing things with me is A, be willing to give it all up. For me, like I said, I had to give up my house. I literally went through two vehicles during my transition because I got one that was like cheap and then I hated it. So I ended up getting one that wasn't as expensive as my truck, but was a little bit more expensive than the cheap vehicle I got. So... Hey, enough drinking. We're done. I have Great Danes, and they, uh, when they get a drink of water, it's like Noah's flood in here. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, the tree was the tree of knowledge bad. I mean, what knowledge is good, right? The only knowledge that wasn't good is we hear in the book of Enoch about the watchers who came and created their own race of humanity. They saw the daughters of men, saw that they were beautiful, and then they took wives from them, and they created their own tribes around that. And they started mixing the heavenly, as the book says, seed with the earthly one. 
And uh, my wife hates that term. We talk about it all the time uh, because we, you know, we both try to kind of figure all this out and um, she doesn't like it when I use that term. But, uh, but that is really interesting because um, the watchers, the fallen angels, we like to think of angels as these big winged creatures. Well, what are wings representative of in ancient artwork? Flight. There's no like recorded history of where anyone actually saw a winged creature that's, that's outside of like an animal type creature. Nobody's ever seen physical winged humans. But they've seen entities that came from the stars. And how would they represent that in their artworks? With wings. They had the power of flight. They were more than a man. They were the gods, they were the angels, the heavenly hosts, the sons of God. All of these terms that we have, and we see that at a certain point it all lines up. And so these angels, or I always say uh, replace the word angel with extraterrestrial, and that could be any race of extraterrestrial, any, um, you know, I, I don't know all of the hierarchies, if you will, of extraterrestrials, but I do know that some of them serve God most high. Some of them are absolutely doing the will of the Father, and some of them are not. And somebody came in the other day and said, angels don't have free will. And I'm like, where do you get that? Well, they couldn't produce a verse. Uh, and if there is a verse, maybe it's only for a certain type of angel. Maybe the messenger ones where they're contractually bound to only deliver that message correctly all the time so they don't have free will they're basically programmed and what's interesting is another marvel movie not to talk about marvel a lot today but i'm a huge marvel fan and i just see all of this texture in it that really harkens to the reality we live in now is in the eternals the eternals realize that they're actually robots with ai in them that they have artificial intelligence and a lot of people didn't like that movie for one reason or another. But to me, I can watch it over and over and over, and I just pick up so much truth and texture in it. Even, and spoiler alert, so turn away now if you haven't seen Eternals. But at the end of Eternals, Icarus, what's the old story of Icarus? He flies too close to the sun. And in this story, he sacrifices himself to save the timeline. And you might say, oh, these are, they're just recycling from you know, all of these biblical stories. Well, that's fine, but guys, the, the Bible recycled from so many ancient mythologies. There's nothing new under the sun. Every story we have has happened before. There's no new story. Even the story of your life has happened before, either in your past life or someone else's past life that is an archetype for what's happening now. And if you think about getting as small as you can in molecules and then you go into the quantum realm and get as tiny as you possibly can that's even allowed by the fabric of time and space, then you're immediately macro again. You're immediately the universe. You're immediately as big as you can be. And same thing, if you go as big as you can be and then you're immediately micro and what would that mean? Like, that's just a theory, but I think that there's a lot of weight to that theory because the whole idea of as above, so below, when Christ in, in Mary Magdalene Gospel said, you know, the Son of Man is within you, it says we are all one in there. It talks about us being the mind of God. Jim Carrey had a video the other day I saw, and it was an older video. Say what you will about Jim Carrey. A lot of people is like, oh, he's gone goofy, whatever. Uh, but I think, he, I think he's figured some stuff out, and it's kind of made him a little goofy maybe. But um, doesn't it with all of us, right? But he asks a girl in the back of the auditorium. She's sitting in the way corner, and, and he's like, you know, ma'am, do you realize that in some part of you, this event is happening not just because of you, but it's actually happening inside of you. And she's like, no. And so he, he begins to talk about that and unpack that. And then after I watched that video, I saw a video where I think it was this James Webb telescope has seen like a huge image of the universe and like put together all this data. And it all looks like 
the same image we got like way back in the 2000s where it's the neural imaging inside the human brain. And if you lay them over each other, they look almost identical. And it's like, is, and so one of these, you know, scientists proposed, is the universe a giant brain? Well, that would make sense. It would also make sense that we are all co-creating with our father and we are all part of the mind of God. And it would make sense that Christ came to show us that and that humanity and not just humanity, guys, but literally the matrix that was built by the extraterrestrial gods, the fallen ones. And by the way, I think this Yahweh one is, is super powerful, like can, can literally make worlds. I mean, can like terraform planets or whatever you want to call them and make it reality, like this virtual reality that we all live in. I mean, even Elon Musk, as I said earlier, is, is talking about, you know, uh, the probability that we live in a simulation is pretty good. Simulation upon simulation upon simulation. And Gospel of Mary Magdalene talks a lot about finding that place between your soul and your spirit, which is called in Greek the nous or nouse, however you say it. I think it's nouse. And that's talking about the higher mind the place that unites your humanity and your godlikeness together into one creative entity to realize you are God on the earth. And he is in you and you are in him. Because if Christ said it about himself, is it not also true of us? He said that you will do greater things than I have done. He said the kingdom is within you. Why would he do all of that? He came to create a body of him. So that God can expand and experience itself in all truth and pureness and love and light. That's why the outer darkness is so scary because it is outside of God. And so I bring this message today to encourage everyone not to fear judgment, but to seek truth. To seek enlightenment. To seek God and stop looking in the sky for a sign and look within you. And I hope this message finds you well. I hope you guys get what I'm talking about today. And uh, I know a lot of people say I'm super new age or whatever, and that's fine. I, I'm totally over labels at this point. But I just have to share this, guys. I woke up today with this, this reasoning and this feeling. And I was sitting on the couch thinking about this crazy concept of like, you know, manifesting is real and a lot of people can manifest, you know, and they try to manifest a car or the business or whatever. And, and yeah, it works and it works for a time as long as you can uphold it. But true manifesting is actually jumping to a different timeline, actually realizing that you are the consciousness of God and actually realizing that the highest and best purpose for yourself is okay. And not only is it okay, it's required for your ascension. It is required for you to love your neighbor. It is required for you to go out and make the world a better place. Serpentine of Light says, we love you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Nikki says, made in God's image. Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of people take that idea of made in God's image and make it like, oh, we just kind of look like him. No, it's like the essence of. It's like a part of. Made within that image rather than as a representation of it. Uh, Monty says, in my rising hours, I listen to you. Thank you very much. Well, good morning. Good morning. I hope you're having a beautiful day so far. Uh, Justin Hill says, it's easier to jump timelines that are exactly the same, but barely different. Very true. Very true. You know, what's the difference between um, me doing this online creator thing and not? I mean, it was, it was step after step, different timelines. And you might say, well, that's just the process. Well, yeah, but it, I, I couldn't do this, what I'm doing right now, if I hadn't raised my frequency. And you don't raise your frequency by turning it up to 11. You do it by continuing to vibrate at a higher frequency over and over and over again until you are very uncomfortable in the lower vibration and you are almost allergic to it and you avoid people, and in fact, people avoid you because the higher frequency creates dissonance with the lower frequency. And when you actually love people and you actually show up like I am because I love you guys, 
you've supported me. You buy stuff in my shop. You've bought the t-shirts that I have. You've bought my book. You've made donations. You guys make this so I can do this every day. Because what did I do first? Before I came with a business model or a plan or whatever, I showed up because I loved people and I loved that God has allowed me new beginning after new beginning after new beginning. Uh, Like if I feel a tweak when working out, taking a moment to point it out and believe it. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had that thought today too that like we have these massive growth spikes on, on all these platforms. And it always comes after I like believe and I have this like feeling of energy in me and good intention towards this. And I almost say I allow it and I'm ready for it and let's go. But when I'm just like, oh God, please, like we need, I need to be able to do this full time. I got bills coming up, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got to, it's like, it's just at a standstill. It's at a standstill. But again, when I give authority to that timeline and that thing, that thing, we talked about things yesterday. We talk about the thing today, the thing being that thing that you know you're supposed to be. And the reason I'm doing this message today, just to finish this up, is because of all the dates being thrown around. And Shemitah is coming to a close. If you don't follow the Hebrew calendar, that's totally fine. Basically, Shemitah is a time of renewal. It's a a Sabbath year. And if you've noticed, in the last year, we haven't had a lot of... I mean, there hasn't been a lot of huge happenings going on. Certainly not like the last few years. It's kind of been a time of rest. I mean, I've been working hard, but I've gone and played Frisbee. I've gone fishing. I've hung out with, you know, people who are my true and close friends. I've deepened my relationship with my wife. And I've come to know myself. And that thing within me that Christ came to unlock. And so through that, I've said no to a lot of timelines that looked good, that looked comforting, that looked like I'm just going to go and I can reboot this business. I know how to do this. We can do it. And even when I tried, it failed because I asked God deeply to put me on this timeline where I could be a full-time creator and I could do something that wasn't the same old, I'm a creator. Here's how to make content, blah, blah, blah. You know, I've tried that. In fact, I've got another channel that's just sitting dormant right now where it was supposed to be, you know, kind of a create with me type thing, not a manifesting thing, which would have been a lot better, but, uh, but more of a, you know, create content. And when I said no, when I realized that those timelines are done and I said no to them and I really focused on what I wanted in this, what I'm doing right now is what I want to do for a living and it's what I'm doing for a living And I'm so thankful for it. And you guys, every time you show up, if you ever want to know how to support me, always check out the link in my profile. I don't just show up with a, hey, donate, or hey, join my Patreon. Like, I make the coolest t-shirts. I've got incredible artwork. The artwork you see in the background of all my videos, the the best of the best I put on t-shirts. I have a whole UFO line out now of UFO shirts and mugs and all this stuff. And you might say, you know, oh, he's just doing that to make money. Guys, I'm doing that so I can do this because I believe in this message. And I went from a sure thing to a a shot in the dark to an I don't know, but somehow I know I can make this. Here's the new mug. I love the mug and I love the shirt. I love this graphic style. It's kind of like a festival poster type thing. Uh, Or like my wife said, one of those propaganda posters from the 60s. So... But I'm loving this new stuff, and you guys have really stepped up and supported it. Um, And if anybody wants anything and wants to continue to support what I'm doing, you definitely don't have to, but you can. It's 25% off this weekend through Monday. Discount 25 will get you the whole shop discounted. And the reason I do that, guys, is because there's a lot of creators that show up and go, please support me, join the Patreon, donate. And guys, I don't do that. I want to bring value to you because people that have bought these shirts, when they put them on, they remember the message we're talking about here. They remember the community. 
this is more than me. And I'm really thankful for that. And that's why I gave up everything I did. Everything I did. And why did I do that? To jump to a different timeline. I didn't know what I was doing at the time, by the way. But I really think with everything coming up, we need to remember that we are a collective mind of God and that we have authority, just like Christ did, when he said to the demon, go. And when he told the woman, your faith has healed you, by the way. And when he said, you will do greater things than me. And while we may be in a prophetic timeline right now, and while certain groups of people may be saying that this is all over, the rapture is coming soon, whatever, and respect, respect to people that believe that. Like seriously, if, if it does, great. But for me, the rapture happened in 2020. I was caught up to God in spirit. And if you actually read those verses and look up the original translations, it means more to be caught up in the spirit, not in the actual air. Jacob says, world's fair style, love the UFO mug. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jacob. And y'all go check out 74 Leathercraft, by the way. I shout him out every time. He's one of my best friends in the world. Uh, He goes through this every day with me. We talk about all these concepts. He is a man of faith for sure. And he does some incredible leather work along with his wife. They make some beautiful, beautiful things. Go check him out. And he also makes great content on, you know, how do you get back into the craftsmanship that maybe our fathers and grandfathers and uh, the people before us knew how to do. So really important stuff there, guys. If you like to work with your hands or maybe you've wanted to learn, he teaches some really cool stuff over there. So go check him out at 74 Leathercraft. You bet, man. Absolutely. So uh, it's not by your works alone, but by your faith. Amen, Wolfbane. Hey, good name, by the way. Good name. Let me get the comments bigger here. So uh, where can I, uh, where can you get a book of Enoch, Mandy Bell says, uh, uh, or made by Bell says. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. There's also free PDFs on just on Google. But the ones that I read from, I have on my shop, on my spiritual resource shop on Amazon. It's in the profile link, uh, www.cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. We'll forward you over to my official shop. And that's where my book, my t-shirts, as well as the spiritual resource shop on Amazon is. I've worked really hard to build a nice shop on Amazon and a storefront. I don't get a ton of the money from that, but I get a little bit of a kickback. So that's a great passive way if you want to support what I'm doing and still get the materials that I'm talking about, uh, the the places that support me bigger are things like my book, the t-shirts, direct donations, all of that stuff. Uh, but definitely still the Amazon stuff is very helpful. Uh, and I really appreciate your support through that. So that's why I put them on there, mainly because it's what I'm reading from and it's the translations that I really like. So Serpentine of Light says, we are proud of you for choosing this path. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, it's not always easy, guys. It's not always easy. Um, see, Mandy says that Mandy Faye. I need to get a drink of water. I got cotton mouth right now. Mandy Faye says the problem with the Bible is that we are told how to interpret the story. A man, a man, and a woman. What was that senator or whatever that said that in the prayer? Uh, no, a man means truly, truly, truly. That is, that is very truly, truly. Um, shouldn't it be a deeper esoteric truth for you? Isn't that what spiritual ascension is? Rather than one defined, laid out path. Why do you think Christ talked about, you know, the path is narrow? Because you've got to cut through your own BS. You have to go within. Your ego has to be put on the cross. See how all this ties together? So Christ, sun worship, Horus. We'll just talk about the Egyptian. Twelve disciples Christ had. Twelve disciples Horus had. Born of a virgin, both of them. Both of them taken to the cross. 
Both of them tried to share a deeper truth with humanity. Both of them claimed to be the light of God. Well, one's blasphemy. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're both him. And maybe he is something that we don't want to admit. Maybe he is we. And that truth has been coming over and over and over and over. You guys get what I'm saying? The sun, the sun. In Gospel of Mary Magdalene, the Son of Man is within you. Son of Man can be taken to the light of humanity. The light of humanity is within you. Uh, right, and the super secretive um, vat. I'll just call it the vat. I can't talk about that on here either. I try to, I try to be good. I try to be good. Anyway, I love you guys. I hope you have an awesome, awesome afternoon. I think I'm going to go get some sunshine and enjoy this beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you. 5,000 likes. We just hit 5,000 likes on here. That's a great place to sit. Hit me up on YouTube, guys. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, I really, really appreciate it. It is uh, one of the ways that I can continue to grow this, monetize what I'm doing. Not so I can get rich so I can ensure that I can keep doing this, so I can maybe hire an assistant at some point, so that I can do even more content, so that we can make even uh, better resources for the community, that type of thing. Because guys, I don't for the life of me believe that anything has ended. I believe it's just begun. And I hope you guys understand that that's what I'm talking about, that just because there's an end of an age does not mean that a new one doesn't begin and that it doesn't seamlessly transition. Yeah, there's birth pains, but then you've got the laughter of a beautiful, beautiful child, which we all are children of the Most High. I love you guys. Peace.